listener exclusive. I have a delicious secret. The Limestone Coast's Hidden Secrets. Limestone Coast is ep four of the Limestone Coast Hidden Secrets. And today I am talking about a secret that is hidden in plain sight, especially for Limestone Coast residents of the Blue Lake City, because I reckon everybody sees my hidden secret on a daily basis, if not an hourly basis. I'm talking about the Centenary Tower and the bloke who knows all about the Centenary Tower. And I mean, every little in, out, all the nooks and crannies. Ben Deering, he joins me for a chat. Ben, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, you. Hey, Ben, how long have you been associated with the Centenary Tower, first of all? Pretty much since the day I moved here, I think. It was coming into town, you see it on the hill, and it was like, what's that up there? And, <laughs> and then the next question is, how do I get in there? That looks amazing. Does there an ogre in the castle? Like, what happens? You know? So it was a, it was a, almost a mission, I think, from day one. How did it, how did it come about that you, you got to play in our tower? Uh, well, I moved here, well, grew up in Adelaide, moved here from Melbourne and had a background in tourism. Yep. So it was, yeah, when you are focused on one thing, you sort of see it everywhere. And that was a missed opportunity, I think, when I found out that it wasn't open. I was mm. like, well, why not? And the conversation wasn't meant to end with getting a key and becoming the <laughs> caretaker, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. That's how it happened, yeah. All right. So we have a Blue Lake Bunyip. But do we have a, uh, a Centenary Tower ogre? Well, there's definitely a few German tourists that believe so. I may have not squashed that rumour, but no, no one lives in the tower. So tell me <laughs> that story. Well, we... <laughs> How did you have German tourists who's, who say there's an ogre in our tower? Well, we get... I th- it started by getting thrown under the bus by parents, to be honest. <laughs> I, had, I had a family come up, as you know, many families come up. And saying, oh, you know, no, they, the princess isn't there that day. And, and getting this, you know, very hard interview from a probably six-year-old little girl <laughs> about what I'd done with the princess and where she was. So <laughs> you work with customers long enough, you, you, you land on your feet. And, oh, she's just not in today. She's having a day off. I'm so sorry. She left me the key and I've opened it up. And so sometimes you roll with those stories and occasionally you forget the correct people when they leave and... <laughs> Now there's a few maybe tall tales for rolling around. Possibly a story or two. Maybe one or two, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell me about our centenary tower, because I am sure that there are people that will, A, not have visited, B, not know anything about it. Yeah, and... Look, we get two parts to it. People come up and then they ask all the factual questions and then they go for a wander around and then it's, well, then the fun questions come out. <laughs> so why did they build a tower on a hill? Like it's brilliant and the view's great, but why is it there? So essentially it was a celebration. So I, I sort of always tell people now, if, if this was to happen nowadays and they discovered, quote unquote, discovered Mount Gambia, you know, we'd have fireworks and a party and maybe a sausage sizzle with the onions on the bottom. And, you know, like that'd be it. Was, back then they put a committee together and decided building a giant stone structure to celebrate would, would be the perfect sort of, I guess, idea. It was, it was built in, well, the, the first brick was laid in 1900, mm-hmm. right, which was exactly a hundred. Federation. Yep. And that was a hundred years on from when, they, when Grant sailed past and sighted Mount Gambia. So that the name Centenary comes from being a hundred years after they named named the town. Mm. Essentially, they never came here. 
So Grant never actually set foot no, on it. Just, just sailed past Sailed on past, yeah. There's a hill. Saw the, saw the, well, he thought it was an island. He saw sort of a bit poking out the top and thought, oh, yeah, there's an island over there. And they got close, went, oh, no, it's not. It's a mountain. And I apologise to all us Swiss and um, <laughs> anyone who's been to the Alps before because they get to the top and go, where's the mountain? <laughs> well, eh, this is Australia. We use terms loosely here. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, essentially... 1800, they saw it. 1900, they went, we better do something cool. And they looked at actually putting it on the Blue Lake. And wow. there were too many blind spots and bits you couldn't see. And, and where they settled on the top of that volcano, where it is now, is the actual highest point in Mount Gambia. So you get the clearest view with no obstructions. Has anybody said, I'm surprised it's not bigger? Because I'm surprised it's not bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people, well, especially because they want to see in the Blue Lake. This is the thing. You can just see, just see the water in the Blue Lake. And a few people have pointed, oh, what if they just put one more story? Now, I mean, the people have gone now, but it was only built by a handful of tradesmen. I think if you'd have said to them. Just one more story. Hey, just one more story. <laughs> Pitched into the Blue Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I, we point that out. Have you walked, you just walked up the hill. Yeah, it was so tough. And I was like, cool. Imagine lugging that up that. <laughs> And you tell me if you want to build another. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. It would have been, I mean, it would have been good, but where do you stop? Tell me some stories about the Centenary Tower that none of us are going to know. Oh, well, from visitors or I guess there's a few little, like there's definitely a few little things that are built into it that are probably good to know. Um, obviously, we're built on a volcanic region and, and a lot of our area used to be underwater, which is where all our limestone comes from obviously going back millions of years, but mm. the stone they cut out of that, um, or cut out to make the tower, um, actually has a lot of seashells still pressed into it. Wow. Yeah. So there's fossils all through the tower. So if you actually go up, you can I do a lot, mostly with the little kids and we'll do a little impression for it and, and a drawing. And then they go around hunting and trying to find all of the sort of secret hidden seashells. How awesome is that? Yeah. So there's some cool little, little things you don't get to notice unless you're there at certain times or there enough to spot the differences. I have a question for you from utterly left field. Do you know where the limestone came from to build the tower? Like I would have just thought they would have just cut it out of the mountain and started building. Well, it makes sense. There's actually very little limestone in it. Most of it's sandstone. So the limestone erodes too quickly. So they've used it for a couple of little bits of finishes, but most of it's sandstone, but it is locally quarried. So I'm not sure if that's over like the current sort of limestone quarry or mm. a bit further field. But it's um, yeah, all, all local material. What's the weirdest question somebody has asked you when you've opened up the tower? Oh, far out. Well, <laughs> we'll keep it PG. Um, but look, I definitely get asked where I keep my bed. <laughs> right. That, so you live there? Yeah, that yeah. I that I live there. That I assume I live there. That's always good. And you're like, no. Um, Sometimes I just say, don't go behind that door. That's my stuff. And, get, and, and you leave a few people. <laughs> Perpetuating your room. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, that's why you can't go out on the roof, you know, things like that. Um, I think the, the most awkward one, not for me anymore, certainly, is where do I go to the toilet? Yep. Because there are no bathrooms up there. And I'm okay, but it makes some people very awkward when I have to answer because then they're like, oh, but, but, but. And I'm like... There's a little bush. Yeah. What's your name on it? <laughs> I, I just tell them my spirit animal is a camel. <laughs> I time my shifts very well. Yeah. When is the tower open? Well, look, that's what the flag's for. 
there you go. Yeah. So if it's up, if the hour is open. That's that's the short version. Yeah, it's not very Google friendly, but if the flag is up, it means the caretaker's in. That's sort of the tradition they started way back when in 1904. And we've just sort of carried that on. So if you see the flag, um, yeah, it means, yeah, head on up, you you can go in. At this stage where we're at, it's closed just due to a power reconnection issue because of the bushfires. Got to ask the question. I mean, yeah. this is a, this is a podcast. It's going to be around forever, but there was a, a bushfire in 2022, uh, the start of the year. Um, there have been a, a lot of changes, I suppose, in your role as a result of that. Yeah. So traditionally, I guess, well, the last 12 months leading up to that, it was school holidays quite often. And most Sundays mm. was when we'd open up. Um, yeah, the more the merrier, the more that we can. It's a volunteer role, so I do, I've got to put food on the table in the in the in the other days. But yeah, as much as we can, and yeah, this year's obviously twenty twenty's been unusual for a lot of reasons, or that that sort of set off, a, I guess, a change of weird events of open and close, open and close, and then started twenty two when things were getting back to somewhat getting back to normal for me. Um, yeah, there was a bushfire that ripped through. Fortunately, that was all kept safe, and so the the tower itself was pretty good. I got up there not long after. There's a little bit of, um, you know, dirt and, you know, needs a good clean. But other than that, it was, um, it was left pretty, pretty well standing. So as soon as the power's reconnected, we're, we'll be back open on weekends. So hopefully this summer holidays of end of 22, beginning of 23. Ben, there will be a lot of people that will know about our, our little mountain and about that bloody steep hill <laughs> kidding up to our little mountain. Um, years ago, when I was half the size of, uh, that I am now uh, and much fitter, I remember running up that hill at one point, uh, something that I cannot do these days. But um, how do you get up there? Do you walk up that hill every day? Yeah, I still walk. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've got a key. I, I drive up if I've got a ton of water and ice creams and maintenance tools, you know, something like that. If I've got a, more than I can carry, I'll drive up and, and sort of do the work, but otherwise not, it's, it's all by foot. So I get, get used to it. But one day I'm not going to be able to walk up and one day I won't be able to look after the tower. So I figure until then I'll learn my way up there. What's the, uh, what's the most surprising thing that you have learned about our centenary tower? Surprising. Well, I think I had a clue when I started, but just how much it's part of the fabric of the town. Like there's a very, and it is, isn't it? There really, it really is a big is. sense of ownership. Yeah. People like being able to drive in and you can sort of see it, depending on which side of town, you can come out, you know, from 10 or 15 k's away in, on a lot of roads mm. and you sort of, you know, you're home, you know, you're, or, you know, you know you're coming or going, but it, it's like, oh, okay, there's Mount Gambier, you know, I'm on the way. So caretaker is a really appropriate title, I think. I, I, I guess you learn little things on the way. I found a few little hidden things up there. There's a couple of little cave tunnels Ooh. hidden around there. Yeah. So, um, one that not that far over on the front side. So well, you won't find it on a map, mm-hmm. but it's, it's tucked away. It's a little, uh, I, th- I think it would technically be like a lava tube. Right. So it's got both ends open, probably runs 15 meters across the face of the hill. Wow. So your hands and knees, you climb down and, you know, you really feel like you've discovered something and it's, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And when did you find this? <laughs> oh, a few years ago now. And, and I really had to dig in the history books. Mount Gambier Library's actually got 
good little history section. And it, you know, I struggled to find anything about it, but you could, you could find mentions. I definitely didn't discover it. I found a little, <laughs> um, uh, tin in there with notes where, and a notebook where people had signed and dated when they'd been in there. Wow. So, and it was only like a couple of people a year that had been in. So it was, it, it was very, um, rare, I guess, that mm -hmm. it had, had people in. So yeah, so there's a few little, you know, pockets like that. And I think how nice sunrises are from up there. Is... I have seen some of your photography over the course of the years that you've been mm -hmm. caretaker. The photography that you post, sunrises, sunsets, nice sunny day in the limestone coast, looking out over the region, it's yeah. breathtaking. It's, it is so, well, I mean, it's so stunning up there. You know, you feel a bit lucky because people are quite complimentary, but you know, I, I just pointed at it. <laughs> like, you know, if you want to get up at 6am and hike up the hills, you'll see it too. And we've done a few events up there and a few yoga sessions and I've opened up whenever I do sunrises, it's always free. And I just say, look, I'm going. You know, come for wonder if you like. If you no pressure, yeah. <laughs> I'm not expecting a large crowd. You know, but we'll see how we go. Um, and yeah, invariably you get up there before sunrise and unlock, and then you, it's very still. You hear a few little crunchy gravel noises, and there's one person coming from that way and one from that way. And I've always, I've, I've never opened a tower and had zero guess. Not once. Just incredible. Yeah. And, and walking away from the experience of visiting our little tower on our little hill, um, what's the, what's the take home from people? I think it's just the perspective more than anything. You know, you get a very different view and it makes you think differently. So you're standing up on top of everything. You can sort of see where it all fits. You understand a bit of the geology and the geography and how that came about. And we can add in a bit of the history, depending on, you know, what people are curious about, but how it relates to them and other things to see. You can imagine the some of the, um, Bowendick history that you hear mm. about, and then you can, you can actually visualize, oh, that's what they mean by the ovens. And, you know, so it, I guess it just helps things make a bit more sense that and being completely breathless because you're naked from walking up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> so it forces people to slow down, you know, you, Forces you to stop and take a breath. <laughs> it does. You earn that view. And I, I think there's really something to that because you do, you slow down and you just, you know, you, most people will just have a water or an ice cream and just take it in. And, you know, it's, you're either being a tourist in your own town. And most of the time that's people that have got family visiting and then they say, what's to do? And we should go here. And then they go, oh, I haven't actually done that in <laughs> however long. Or it's genuinely tourists that are, you know, that are wanting to explore a bit more. And it's, it's pretty unusual to have a tower like that just roaming around on a volcano. Been taking the conversation full circle. Grew up in Adelaide, mm -hmm. moved here from Melbourne, went, there's a tower. I should be part of that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's lost on people that we have an amazing spot in the Valley Lakes, but I don't necessarily think that people realize how spectacular the Valley Lakes precinct is with our little tower, mm. considering it's essentially in the center of town. It's very easy to take for granted. Like there's a, it's called a, a Mar volcano or a, the formation where they, they essentially the volcanoes have exploded on the edge of another one. So mm. instead of having one clean cauldron, you have this sort of string. So it stretches from 
pretty much like Tennyson Woods College all the way across to the Blue Lake. And that whole thing is a series of volcanoes, which is unusual enough. But to then fill up with water and then have a hidden cave network underneath and then some beautiful little buildings and constructions around that and then just, well, we'll have a town here. That sounds great. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> it's such a unique, I guess, setup for a town. And in Australia, where we're so used to driving from everything and having stretches of no one around and quite empty towns and country towns compared to cities in terms of scale. And people are very surprised when they turn up and go, oh, it's, it's right there. Mm. It's just on the edge and you can go in it and that's free and you can go this and I can, can you swim in that? And can we do this? And yeah, it's, it's a, I guess, yeah, it's a bit of a hidden Mount Gambier in general is a bit of a hidden sort of spot. And I think when you've been and traveled and, you know, worked in tourism and traveled, been sort of all over, you, I guess you can appreciate that when you grow up here, it's like, yeah, that's the Mount, you know? <laughs> I, and I say that to people, you know, the Mount, and they're like, Jimmy Mount Gambier. I'm like, I just said that, you know, <laughs> you, you get, it gets localized. Mm. And so I, I think always having that reminder that this is not common, yeah, and this is an unusual layout of a town and a, and a co- real combination of city and people and nature and geology. And it's pretty rare mix of all of those. And I just never want to forget you know, how special that is or how, how unique that is and take it for granted. I am very, very jealous that every time that flag is flying, you get to look out and survey the world that is the <laughs> Valley Lakes. Um, it is a spectacular spot. We have a wonderful part of the world to live in. And mm. the, the, the centenary tower is just a, another hidden secret that we have in the limestone coast. It's a pretty good little spot. So, yeah, hopefully there's no motorbike parking up there, right? Just tell that French guy <laughs> who drove his bike up there. That was, that was a one and done. <laughs> one and only. Yeah. <laughs> ben, it's been sensational to talk to you. It's been sensational to have you part of the Limestone Coast Hidden Secrets. Thanks for telling us about the Centenary Tower. Of course. We'll see you up there. Listener.